to the King Perspective. My name's Chris. I'm a psychotherapist and consultant. On today's show, I want to dive into the core of self-awareness and personal growth. Navigating the uncharted terrain, if you will, of our individual limits within the lifestyle community. Here, I want to kind of unravel the layers that shape the psyche, foster a profound understanding of the dynamic interplay between personal boundaries and our human evolution. Now, in today's journey, I'm going to bypass the superficial to delve into these rich complexities that define the psychological landscape of our lifestyle. Now, my aim here really is to provide some insights that kind of transcend the obvious, offering a little bit of a different perspective, if you will, on the intricacies of self-discovery with inside of our own community. So there's no need for me to really elaborate on the lifestyle. We all know what we are a part of or what we're doing or we have a really deep understand. I, instead, I really want to kind of focus on this conversation that blends more of this insightful and, and the factual that sheds a little bit more light on this nature of our limits of self-discovery and our personal boundaries and growth within the unique confines of the BDSM experience. So first, our journey here is going to begin with a recognition that Every person, whether a seasoned member or somebody new, is grappling with a unique set of limits. And these limits, shaped by the diverse experiences and emotional landscapes that we become accustomed to, are kind of like this scaffolding for our exploration. They set up our foundation for that guide us through the areas that we're looking to explore. And while we're doing so, we gain more self-awareness and growth. And there's some unique landscape to our personal limits. And the first dimension of that is understanding that the limits of self in the lifestyle really is the distinctive nature of our individual boundaries. Now, regardless of one's level of experience within the community, each person possesses a personalized spectrum of the limits that are intricately molded by their past and their present. One thing I tend to see with a lot of new people is they'll come in and say, well, I don't have a whole lot of limits when I enter the lifestyle. Well, we don't know what our personal limitations are is what the claim tends to be. And this is absolutely not true. We know we're not going to do things that are criminal. We know we're not going to do things that are illegal. So we have some limits. It's more about verbalizing, understanding what these limits are. Now, these limits serve as markers, and they're not constrictions. They frame a journey of self-exploration that goes beyond the superficial. And as we move this forward, we have to understand that there's a, there needs to be a deep acknowledgement and respect for our individual boundaries. And it fosters an environment that encourages our purest forms of self-expression and trust within the dynamics that we tend to want to enter into. In following on this, there's a second aspect here that involves the acknowledgement that these limits are not static, but they do <clears throat> actually evolve over time. And that's where personal growth comes in. Now, our landscape of the inside of the lifestyle is going to grow, and it becomes marked by a continuous process of things we discover and things that round us out in different ways. As individuals gain experiences and insights, their limits start to shift, or they may not shift at all. But reflecting on the ongoing journey here of personal growth is what allows us to be able to start to discover the things that we 
adore, like, or dislike about the lifestyle. And I'm not talking even about kink shaming, which is something else I've recently seen a major rise in, but I don't want to get too detracted here. So the fluidity requires a nuanced understanding about the lifestyle itself, emphasizing the importance of open communication and not just communication with our partners, but <clears throat> more so communication about ourselves with ourselves and self-reflection. And it, this allows us to navigate this the changing dimensions here of our individual boundaries within our community. So how are we navigating all this evolving landscapes of limits? Well, this becomes the second part of this exploration here, and this centers on the dynamic nature of our personal limits within the lifestyle itself. It underscores the significance of recognizing that these boundaries are not fixed, and that's really important to, to understand, but they undergo this transformation throughout our journey within the community, without the, throughout the experiences when we're going to dungeons and parties and demonstrations. The fluidity necessitates a psychological adaptability and prompting us who are involved to engage in this ongoing reflection and open communication. And for me, I'm going to give you an example here. Myself, I remember the first time I ever went to a dungeon way back, God, 20 some years ago. It doesn't feel like it, but 20 years ago. And... I remember that night how overwhelmed I felt at all the different demonstrations going on and scenes taking place and all the new devices I was seeing for some, you know, some of the first times in my life. And it took a major toll on me. And I remember that, that the next day or the rest of the weekend, I was kind of processing and still kind of coming down from the experience. But then I ended up talking with my mentor about what I saw and what had happened. And how important that started to shape and, and shift some of the things that I didn't understand or the things that I was holding on to that I knew were no longer true. So within this evolving landscape of our individual limits, this journey becomes a process of not only discovering but navigating all these nuances of our personal growth, especially when we're experiencing things for the first time and more so when we start to be prepare ourselves for the possibility of a dynamic so this is where more self-reflection and growth starts to come in so if we turn this into an introspective process the shape that shapes our individual experiences self-reflection here is the mirror through which we explore these aspects and we start to understand our desires and our boundaries and as we start to kind of peel back each layer of our growth and our resilience within the community, we start to discover that some things that we may not have thought or understood how they worked, especially within ourselves or our potentiality of what we can do, we are now ready to begin some sort of subtle growth period or movement towards. So here, this is where introspection as a cornerstone of self-understanding comes in. So this exploration begins with the acknowledgement that self-reflection is not just a psychological exercise, but it's truly a fundamental element of our lifestyle. Not just when I'm doing therapy, not just when I'm out doing a scene or one-on-one or -on -one with my partner. We have to understand that 
people engage in deliberate process of introspection, they peel back the layers to reveal the intricacies of their desires and their boundaries and what their limits are, but then they start to understand why, why they won't do something. Why are we allowing ourselves to maybe be paddled or want to paddle? What's exciting me about this? It's important that we need to acknowledge these layers to further enhance our time within the lifestyle itself. This introspective journey here is really a psychological navigation and allows us and others to delve into the depths of our own mind and gain these insights into our motivations and the complexities that shape the experiences that we find within the community itself. And moving deeper into this introspective dimension, the second point here really emphasizes the role of self-awareness in developing more growth. Because if I'm more self-aware, if I have a better understanding of myself, I can allow myself to understand what I want to get involved in, maybe a scene that I'm ready to do, or I, more specifically, I'm not ready to do. And within the lifestyle, self-awareness becomes our compass and it guides us through the dynamics of our desires and our limits and what we're willing to really push or not push as we move through it. And that's quite an important point because I think there's a lot of times we don't do this. So the evolving nature here of self-awareness in this context requires a commitment to us willing to explore and having a willingness to adapt to the changing emotions or complexities that we tend to face when we are involved with our community or when we are involved privately or with the things we are seeing or discovering. This continuous self-reflection here, it's not merely a passive observation, but an active engagement with our own self. And it allows us to propel towards a path of growth that's distinctive for our time inside of the community. If we don't do these things, we're not going to really understand why we're on our journey. We're just on a, we're in a car along for the ride. Each person here, when we enter the lifestyle, we are driving our own vehicle. Whether it's a dominant or it's a submissive, depending on where you lie, we are self-guiding this tour. And that's part of this dynamic nature of self-awareness and all this growth and, and why it's so intrinsically important. So in this second dimension of our exploration here, it really focuses on this dynamic aspect and its direct correlation with growth. As we engage in all of these process, especially that with self-reflection, we start to understand why our desires evolve, why our boundaries demand us to be adaptive and resilient, and how we can take new approaches to doing things. And this transform, transformative power here of personal growth, when we connect it to the lifestyle, lies not only in discovering oneself, but the ability to navigate all of the things that we are experiencing and learning about. And in turn, over time, help somebody else that's maybe having a difficult time trying to figure out where they're evolving or fitting within our communities or inside of our own dynamics. So part of this psychological resilience as well becomes this other, you know, real core element in fostering 
healthier relationships with our community, <clears throat> helps us establish a foundation for mutual understanding and our emotional well-being. But that resilience we learn over time in the lifestyle also benefits us outside of the lifestyle. We learn maybe not to be so sensitive to everything. We learn how to take rejection better. We learn how to work harder towards a goal or a function. And these are the things that we need to be focused on and working towards. I know that this sounds like, oh, you know, it's a lot of mindfulness and why should I be doing that? Because it's important because it's a part of the lifestyle that you probably are missing out on. And there's so many stories that I could talk about that I read daily that are discuss that talk about I'm you know I'm not getting this from the lifestyle or <clears throat> not really understanding that. Well, if you're missing out on all these things, you're missing out on a lot of these crucial steps. And as we navigate the highs and lows of inherent to our community, we unveil this these psychological practices that nurture our emotional well-being. And they really do help us, and more so, they are actually an indispensable aspect of our community. And they create this distinctive framework in which we can operate as ourselves at the best level we can. We can <clears throat> support our community in the best possible way we can. And really bolster, if we'd ever decide to get involved inside of a dynamic, to make it better. So what really is the crucial role of emotional resilience? Well, a profound acknowledgement of the pivotal role of emotional resilience plays, does take part and plays a role inside of the lifestyle because <clears throat> participants here often find ourselves immersed in really intense experiences that challenge us emotionally and psychologically and even physically. And if we nurture our emotional resilience, it becomes this psychological armor, if you will. And it allows us to navigate all of our highs and our lows with a real profound self of profound sense of self-awareness and more so adaptability when things aren't maybe going the way they should be or they're a little bit more difficult for us. So we need to understand that resilience is not just a reactive response. It's a proactive practice that prepares individuals for really diverse issues that may be encountered along the way in our big journey inside of the lifestyle. And if we transcend or transition, sorry, to the second part of this, we focus on this on the psychological significance of recognizing and respecting individual limits as this cornerstone for our well-being. And this aspect here involves an intentional and continuous process of understanding our own boundaries and not only ourself and understanding those limits. And I'm not just talking about things you're not going to do, but the limits of our own emotions, of our physicality. But once we start to understand those things of ourself, we understand then the other parts or the other people within our own community. We understand that they're going to have limitations. And the practice of acknowledging and respecting these limits becomes our psychological anchor here. And it creates an environment that prioritizes our emotional well-being, our emotional safety, our psychological safety, physical safety, and mutual understanding. 
And this allows all of us to engage in this aspect of the lifestyle that contributes to a collective emotional resilience that creates this community where individuals can explore their desires and their erotic fantasies, all while they are part of this larger human connection. Because everything is drawing us here. That's why we're here in the lifestyle itself, because we're drawn to something that really is resonating with us. So recognizing here these and respecting our individual limits, because sometimes it's not going to just be somebody else who breaks our limits. Sometimes we are going to break our own limits. And that's not healthy either. So this part emphasizes the importance of recognizing and respecting our individual limits as a psychological, you know, linchpin here, if you will, of our emotional, you know, being within the lifestyle. So we're not beating ourselves up. We have to understand that there's an intentional, intentional and continuous process of understanding our own boundaries and those that we may interact with inside of the community. And the practice of respecting and acknowledging these limits becomes a psychological, you know, cornerstone that's really built the community prior. Why it's broken down, I can't explain. All of this mutual understanding and recognizing that we're here, that somebody, you know, maybe somebody doesn't want you to talk to them. Maybe they, you know, work inside of a level of protocol. That doesn't make them abhorrent. It just makes them, you know, operate on a different thing, on a different level inside of the lifestyle that you or maybe I don't really, aren't really involved with. So we can acknowledge the limit that, sure we'd like to talk to that person but we have to understand that it might be have to be on their terms and then we have to ask ourselves are we okay with those terms and if we are we are actually going to build ourselves the community we're truly after not the things that people pine away for or write hyperboles about on places like FetLife or Fetish.com or on Instagram or in Discord servers where they're talking about these fantastical things that they're building that never come true. And that's there's a problem inside of this as well when we have personal agendas because personal agendas then get in the way of what our limitations are or are not. And typically personal agendas tend to override the beliefs and desires of others. And that's really important for us to start understanding. Communities are places we explore all of the things we want, understand and and see new devices coming out or, or, you know, maybe a new way to tie rope or be spanked that we hadn't thought of. Things that we can respect. And that's really, you know, something that we need to start considering. Now, it's, it's really evident here that comprehending the boundaries of self within the lifestyle, it's a nuanced journey. Now, from navigating our personal limits and engaging in transparencies to embracing self-reflection and dynamic consent and nurturing our emotional resilience, all of us can embark on a part of the lifestyle we often overlooked that's the psychological and emotional that really does transcend the surface here. And our lifestyle really does offer a unique insight into the complexities of our human connections 
and how we grow from those connections. And it does provide a distinct perspective on the dynamics that really shape our interactions with others and how we form our communities. And that's really, really important for all of us. I think it's something that we, I've talked about this before with like Brookish and, and uh, Miss Kitten. And, um, I've talked about it with a couple of other guests that have been on the show. And I definitely talk about this off, on, you know, outside of my show. It's one thing that seems to be missing. And I'm curious what you think about your own personal limits and and how they, you know, maybe have evolved or haven't evolved the way you thought. So I'm going to leave you with a question today. Have you ever found that pushing your personal limits within the lifestyle opened up unexpected doorways to self-awareness or your own personal growth? Was that positive? Was it the way you wanted it to go? If this is the first time you're listening to me on Spotify, please like, subscribe, yada, yada, yada. Hit the follow button. Please rate me five stars so other people can find this. Um, it helps me keep the podcast free for now. So that way I can keep doing more of this and sharing this with the community. I do have a book out, uh, Tangled Desire is the Intersection Between BDSM and Psychology is wherever you can purchase ebooks. Um, my edit for my hard book should be done in the new year. I'm actively trying to finish that off. So there'll be a hardback or a hard print edition for those who want something to read in their hands. Um, but please let me know what you thought about this uh, episode today in the comment section. I'd really like to, you know, keep this dialogue about self-awareness going. I think it's really important. It's why I talk about it quite often. And, you know, a little self-respection, a little, in, you know, introspection is good for the soul. And I promise you, it's going to enhance your time within the community. Until next time, everybody, be safe, stay keen.